Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Hey, IAs. Jim Berger, owner-operator of CFL Auto Praise, based out of Kissimmee, Florida. Just wanted to sit down with you today and discuss a couple things that I see coming up on the uh, community quite a bit. A lot of questions that I get asked through email and uh, some phone calls and whatnot. Uh, today we're going to touch on appraisal clause, also known as prior to loss appraisals. So the description of a prior to loss appraisal. Um, the fair market value of a vehicle prior to loss is the highest price on that prior noted date of valuation that would have been agreed to by a seller being willing to, willing to sell and a buyer being willing to buy under no particular necessity for doing so, each dealing with the other's full knowledge of all the uses and purposes for which the property is reasonable, adaptable, and available immediately prior to known loss of date of that vehicle. So what does all that mean? Prior to loss, uh, also known as a total loss appraisal, also known as the appraisal clause, um, Basically, your same 2020 Silverado you get in the wreck, uh, but this time the insurance company totals it. The uh, you go the estimator goes out there and writes it up and realizes we're well over the total loss threshold, so it doesn't pay for the insurance company to fix it. So it's a total loss. Well, then the insurance company comes back and uh, says to you, well, your 2020 Silverado is only worth uh, $10,000. And you look at them and you go, what? $10,000. I just paid 35 for it six months ago. Where are you coming up with this valuation? Well, that's where a prior to loss appraisal comes in. Um, that's where you pull your appraisal clause as the vehicle owner. Um, nine times out of 10, somewhere in your policy is the appraisal clause. And here's basically how the appraisal clause works. You as the owner have the right to a third party appraiser to come out and appraise your vehicle. So you hire CFL Auto Appraise to come out there. And uh, we take a look at the vehicle in nine times out of 10, I'm walking through through a co-parts or a uh, IA, uh, IAA auctions or wrecking yards, um, looking at these vehicles that are completely disintegrated, uh, total loss vehicles, as many of you do for auto damage. Um, basically, I'm just trying to 
get pictures of it, get all the same information, um, VIN numbers, mileage, if you can get the mileage, and then just trying to determine was it was it a was it a piece of junk before the the accident or was it look like it was pretty well kept? Obviously, that can be a tough thing to discern when it's been sitting out on a co-parts lot underneath the sun and rain and whatnot for uh, the last month and all the windshield windows are busted out of it. So it's been raining in it. I understand that can be a hard thing, but you can kind of most times look at a car and see that it was taken care of or it wasn't taken care of. And then we're also working on assumptions of it was, was a decent car was a, I mean, it's a 2020 Silverado in this case, what we're, uh, we're talking about. So, um, Get your pictures and get your information off of it. Basically, I am assembling my report from from that point and submitting it back to my customer. If the customer wants, I will submit it directly to their insurance, um, directly to their adjuster, however they want to do it. So basically what happens from there is a couple, a couple different scenarios. Scenario number one, insurance looks at my report, say, yep, good job, we agree, and they cut a check case closed, it's over. We got them more money than the insurance was uh, initially offering them. Nine times out of 10, that doesn't happen. Uh, What generally happens is the insurance company goes and hires their own appraiser, which they have the legal right to do. And their appraiser goes out and does the exact same thing that I'm doing. And they're putting together their report and submitting it back to insurance. And from there, I am waiting for a phone call and or I'm making the phone call and the other appraiser and myself get together and we negotiate. Uh, we come up with uh, what was your value, what was my value, and we just come to an agreement. Um, if we can't come to an agreement, it goes to um, a final destination called an umpire situation. Um, I personally try to keep it out of the umpire situations for a couple different reasons. Reason number one, the umpire needs to get paid too. So that means that your client is shelling out more money for another person to come in and look at all the facts and make a determination. Uh, The second reason is I don't you generally agree upon who the umpire is going to be before you get too far into this process. Uh, so there's no uh, uh, surprises down the road, but the umpire has final say. So whatever the umpire says, there's you're done. It's over with. Um, so if the insurance company offers you 10 grand, uh, offers the car owner 10 grand, and you as the appraiser come back and you say, no, it's worth 30 grand, and the uh, other appraiser says, no, it's worth eight grand, uh, the umpire can come back in and the umpire can say, you're all wrong. It's worth five grand. And we all have to abide by that. So um, sometimes I negotiate. Um, towards the insurance company just to keep it out of that situation, but I'm always open and upfront with my customers about it. Now, in an IA firm situation, I believe you are probably representing the insurance company at that point. Um, I'm I'm probably the person that you're going up against. Uh, I'm acting, I act more as in a a public adjuster role. Um, So, in that situation, you're still, once again, you want to read your guidelines. You want to see what the assignment all uh, details and what the assignment dictates and what the IA firm uh, wants to see from you in a situation like that. But um, once again, a prior to loss, it's the, exactly the same as a diminished value. Um, you're doing the uh, same average and uh, 
finding out what the value of that was prior to that loss. Uh, so you're, you want to get all your options. You want to get the, make sure you can get the mileage, even if it's sitting out in the, in the junkyard and don't ever try and hook a battery up and don't ever try and start a car sitting out there. Cause I guarantee you, you'll sooner or later, you'll end up starting a fire and you don't want to do that. So a lot of times, um, They'll write on the windshield what the mileage was when it comes in. Coparts is really good about writing the mileage on the windshield. So, um, and if you can't get it, call the car owner. Um, try and talk to them to get the mileage off of it. Um, so, once again, you're just finding your average of, uh, of comparable cars. And you want to find the best possible comparables that you can on a situation like this. And it's essentially that. Uh, it's one less step than a diminished value. You're not just you're just not taking that next step to get the diminished value. You just found the prior to loss value of that car. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community, a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath, claim your life.